Okay, so today I want to share with you about what Jesus did for us on the cross. I hope this word blesses you. And as you hear it, that you will experience life and forgiveness and healing. And thank you for listening to these podcasts. I really trust that you will receive life, that the Spirit will rest on my words. And so that when you hear that your heart would just be open and receive the words of Jesus that give life to your soul. Okay, so let's start with 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. It says, For the story and message of the cross is sheer absurdity and folly to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. Okay, so this message that I'm going to share with you right now is a manifestation <laughs> of the power of God. So when we receive this word, it's like it opens us up to everything that is in God, to our inheritance, which is in Christ. So, I mean, let's go for it. Let's see what what God has for us. A well-known scripture that I want to start with is John 3 verse 16. And I'm reading in the Amplified. So if there are more words, just, um, just realize that. You can check it out in a different translation. And I might actually jump between the Amplified and the King James. Okay, so uh, let's start with John 3 verse 14. Okay. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert on a pole, so must, so it is necessary that the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross in order that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life and actually live forever. Verse 16. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. For God did not send the son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn or to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. Okay, so, and he who believes in him is not judged. So, um, for him there is no rejection, no condemnation. Okay, so let's go to Numbers 21. So, um, it spoke about Jesus being lifted up, just as uh, the serpent was lifted up on the pole. So, Jesus became a curse for us. He became sin for us so that we can be righteous okay so and uh, let's see now remember the context of this this is the israelites in the wilderness rebelling against god and also you know having received the law and everything like that okay so it says and the people spoke against god and against moses why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and we loathe this light, 
um, contemptible, unsubstantial manna. Then the Lord sent fiery burning serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many Israelites died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. So Moses' role was one of a priest interceding for the people. And now we have a great high priest, Jesus. Verse 8. And the Lord said to Moses, make, fiery serpent, uh, make a fiery serpent of bronze and set it on a pole, which how I understand it was actually a T, like a cross. And everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. Okay. And Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. And if a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked to the serpent of bronze, he lived. Okay, so in the same way that the Israelites looked to the, um, the serpent on the pole, in that very same way we can look to Jesus on the cross and receive life and forgiveness and healing. So he became whatever afflicted us, he actually became that on the cross. And so when we look to that and believe that, we, um, we receive his righteousness and we receive his healing. So it is important for us to have a picture of Jesus crucified. So to see in our mind's eye or even when people watch the Passion of the Christ, it's it's a picture that we can get of the sufferings that Jesus went through. Because if we can see what Jesus went through for us, if we can see the beatings, if we can see, um, you know, everything he suffered for us, and we, we can see this is where the price was paid. This is why I am not condemned. This is why I can be healed. Or as the word says, we are healed. You know, so, um, so when we grasp what Jesus went through, there is something in our hearts where we, we can connect that with um, the freedom that we, we now can have because of what he went through. Okay, let's look at Hebrews 10, verse 19 and 20. It says, Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus, by this fresh, new and living way, which he initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain, veil of the Holy of Holies, that is through his flesh. Okay, so we can enter into the heavenly reality of the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God. And through the veil that was torn, which was his flesh, which is his flesh. Okay, so Jesus, in his body, he became the veil that was torn. So um, his body that was broken for us became the, the way, the veil that was torn um, for us to enter into the heavenly reality of 
the holy of holies okay so jesus went into the heavenly reality of the holy of holies but then um there was a natural reality that um israel had had of the tabernacle and i quickly just want to explain that so um you had the tabernacle and it had an outer portion and then it had an inter inner portion and then um then there was a separation there was a veil between the um, holy place which was um, the inner portion and the most holy place which was like the most central or inner portion of of the tabernacle okay and it was in this holy of holies where the uh, ark of the covenant stood and where the high priest would go in once a year to bring sacrifices um, to to bring a sacrifice for the sins of the people. Okay, so you had the Ark of the Covenant, and on top of the Ark, there was a cover, and this cover was called the Mercy Seat. Okay, and then there was two cherubim uh, of glory, which represent God's glory, you know, overshadowing the Mercy Seat with... Um, with their wings okay and underneath their wings you know was the mercy seat and it was on this mercy seat where the priest brought the blood and if the sacrifice was accepted the sins of um, Israel was um, remitted or forgiven for another year okay but this um, speaks spoke about a heavenly reality of the holy of holies okay so let me actually go to that um okay so this what i just said was in hebrews 9 okay so you can read the first few verses well let me read it it says um now even the first covenant had its own rules and regulations for divine worship and it had a sanctuary but one of this world Okay, so for a tabernacle was erected in the outer division compartment of which were the lampstand and the table with the loaves of showbread set forth. This portion is called the holy place. But inside, beyond the second curtain or veil, there stood another tabernacle um, division known as the holy of holies. It had a golden altar of incense and the ark of the covenant covered over with wrought gold the ark contained a golden jar which held the manna and the rod of Aaron that sprouted and two stone slabs uh, of the covenant okay and above the ark and overshadowing the mercy seat were the representations of the cherubim uh, winged creatures which were symbols of glory we cannot now now go into detail about these things okay um, these arrangements having thus been made, the priest enter habitually into the outer division of the tabernacle in performance of their ritual acts of worship. Okay, but um, so priests went and they would, you know, throughout the year do these ritual actions, bring sacrifices and things in the um, outer portion, so not in the Holy of Holies. Okay, um, so then it says, but into the second um, division of the tabernacle, none but the high priest goes. 
and he only once a year, and never without taking a sacrifice of blood with him, which he offers for himself and for the errors and sins of ignorance and thoughtlessness which the people have committed. Okay, so and then it says, By this the Holy Spirit points out that the way into the true Holy of Holies is not yet thrown open as long as the former um, tabernacle remains a recognized institution and is still standing. Okay, so, um, so there is a former tabernacle, which was the earthly one. Okay, so let's see verse 9. It says, Seeing that the first tabernacle was a parable, a visible symbol or type or picture of the present age. In it, gifts and sacrifices are offered and yet are incapable of perfecting the conscience and of cleansing and renewing the inner man of the worship. Okay, so, um, so you had this um, physical thing that the Jews had as a... Um, in their covenant with God, but it only spoke about the heavenly reality, a reality of what Jesus would come to do. So let me show this. It's, it's uh, verse 11. It says, But the, that appointed time came when Christ, the Messiah, appeared as a high priest of the better things that have come and are to come. Then through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with human hands, that is not part of this material creation. Okay, so Jesus went into a tabernacle that was not a humanly thing um, that was on earth. He went once for all into the holy of holies of heaven, not by virtue of blood of goats and calves, um, by which to make reconciliation between God and man, but his own blood, and having found and secured a complete redemption, an everlasting release for us. For if the mere sprinkling of unholy and defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls, with the ashes of a burnt heifer, is sufficient for the purification of the body, um, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ who by virtue of his eternal spirit um, has offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God, purify our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God. Okay, then if we look at um, Hebrews 10 verse 22, it says, Let us all come forward and draw near with true honest and sincere hearts in unqualified assurance, um, which it means by faith. Okay. Um, let me just see. There's brackets in the amplified. Having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. Um, so somewhere else in the scripture, it speaks about the washing of the water of the words a word and then Jesus also um, spoke about us coming to drink from him and then streams and rivers of living water would flow from us okay so um, just this is just an awesome uh, picture of what we can see what Jesus did is he he sort of in the Old Testament there were certain shadows and things that prophesied of what Jesus would come and do 
Okay, so throughout, when you read the Old Testament, um, you need to look through the lens of the cross. So you need to look through the lens of what Jesus came to do for us. So all across the Old Testament, there are um, stories that you that you read and you might wonder, okay, well, why did this happen? But then if you look in the book of Hebrews especially, um, there are many things that actually refer to what happened in the Old Testament and then it having found its fulfillment in Christ. So in the Old Testament, they had to bring these sacrifices into, into the tabernacle and only one high priest could go into the Holy of Holies and only once a year. But now our high priest, um, just also if you read the book of Hebrews, um, our high priest, which is now Jesus, he went, uh, he went actually into the heavenly realities of the holy of holies and there he sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat and now that blood um is is it's uh, interceding for us so now um, our sins are covered in the blood of jesus and now we have a high priest in heaven in the holy of holies interceding for us and so the body of jesus that was broken for us Actually, now it's it also speaks about the communion. It speaks about us having access into the Holy of Holies, into the presence of God, because of the body of Jesus that was broken for us and his blood that was shed for us. Okay, now the word in Ephesians 2 it says that we are once we are born again, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places okay so in your spirit man you are seated in heavenly places so you are spirit soul and body okay and your spirit man is completely renewed uh, made one with Christ uh, you and the spirit of God um, your spirit and his spirit are now in union you are one okay and then you are body and in between the spirit, so so uh, in, in the body, there is a soul, okay, which is your mind, your will, your emotion, I would say your awareness, okay, so what are you aware of, okay, so you can either be aware of what's true in the spirit, or what is true in the body, okay, and, uh, and, that doesn't mean you deny the body or the body is bad. I mean, like, um, a different input that we receive in the body. For example, um, things that are in this world that are not the kingdom of God. Okay, so your soul sort of reflects what it is beholding or what it is aware of. So it can either be aware of the spirit or it can be aware of the five senses input coming in from the body. Okay, so... Uh, different manifestations that are not the kingdom of God that are in this world. Okay, so the thing that causes us to see in the spirit is uh, by being aware of what Jesus did for us on the cross. So the word of forgiveness and the word of the gospel actually brings us an awareness of what Jesus did for us on the cross meditating on the blood of Jesus, meditating on the cross of Jesus, 
um, the body that was broken actually is how we now can see into the spirit uh, with our souls. And so when our awareness is in the spirit, we start to experience the manifestation of the spirit. So in that way, we actually dwell in the spirit um, by believing in the cross. So we we are there in spirit, but our soul needs to come in in awareness um, to what is in the spirit. So we need to see what is in the unseen. Okay. Okay. So I hope you you understand that. Um, so your spirit, soul, and body. And in your soul, you're going to experience what you are aware of. So either you're aware of the Spirit of God or you are aware of everything that's going around, uh, on around you in this world. So you can either live in reaction to the world or you can live um, in response to what the Spirit of God is saying. Okay, so um, that said, it doesn't, like God gives us natural wisdom and we interact with the world all the time. So, um, but it's just, the flow of influence okay so what is influencing you are you influencing the world or is the world influencing you okay so um, it's about being aware of the spirit because then the spirit starts to flow through you and starts to impact what's going on around you okay so now jesus his body um broken for us uh, is the veil that was torn Okay, so Second Corinthians 3 says, Whenever Moses is read, um, the law, basically, um, a veil lies on their hearts and on their minds. Okay, so uh, what happens is, suddenly, when the law is read, and whenever we hear a message that emphasizes our works to become righteous before God, and puts the um, dependency on ourselves, it's like a veil comes, and... Um, it's like we sort of struggle to see in the spirit. It's like there's a, a veil. But now when we look to the cross and we see Jesus, um, that veil is taken away. It also says here, um, when we look to the spirit, uh, the veil is taken away. Okay, so when we repent and our minds turn from the law to grace, and then we'll start to see. So uh, one time I heard a, a message um, preached about if we can believe that we are forgiven, we will hear God's voice clearly because our consciences will be clean. So we won't be aware of sin. We will be aware of Jesus and we'll just hear clearly because that veil of the law is gone. And so we're interacting with what's true in the spirit. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so it is, uh, it's like the cross is a door for us to, um, to enter in awareness of what what is in the spirit okay so that is why communion is so powerful because communion does that you when you you know when jesus gave the communion he said take this in remembrance of me so you remember jesus but you remember what he did for you on the cross you remember um, the wounds you remember his body that was broken you remember the crown of thorns on his head and and the blood that flowed um, for the forgiveness of your sin and because of that then you you just you receive life because suddenly your awareness is now on Jesus and life comes to you you know and you receive grace okay so i just want to read read to you what Jesus did let's go to isaiah 
53. I'm going to read it in the King James because it's going to be a bit, <laughs> bit shorter. Um, actually, I want to start in Isaiah 52. It says here, um, okay, well, uh, and, and as many <laughs> were astonished, I think it means astonished, but <laughs> at the, his visage was so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The king shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them, they shall see. And that which they had not heard, they shall they consider. Okay, um, it says here, 53 verse 1, it says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Speaking of Jesus on the cross, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and uh, for, no, so for our iniquities. The chastisement, which means punishment, of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Okay, so the punishment that we deserved came upon Jesus. And... Um, the sickness that we deserved <laughs> or that was in the world and that we have, right? Even if, maybe if you have sickness in your body right now, um, it was placed upon Jesus. Um, verse 6, it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Okay, and let's, I'm just going to go here. Verse 9, it says, he, was, he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done uh, no violence. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Okay, see, Jesus bore our iniquities. And, um, and therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his life, uh, his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Okay, so this is Isaiah 53. This is, um, I mean, a prophecy of what Jesus would come and do for us on the cross. This is speaks about his sufferings. It speaks about the sin that 
we had that was laid upon him. Okay, so that is really how amazing this is. And, you know, we, we can take this and then we can go, for example, to a scripture like Galatians 2 verse 20. If you've never heard it, um, I hope this blesses you. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So when we believe, what happens is we receive a reality where our sinful nature are, is crucified with Jesus on the cross. You know, Jesus became sin so that we can be the righteousness of God. That's 2 Corinthians 5. Let me read it. It says, um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. It says, For our sake he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become the righteousness of God. Okay. So through him, what he went through, we become the righteousness of God. Okay, so, I mean, I, I hope this word blesses you. I just wanted to bring a picture. This is, this is what Jesus did for us. This is what he went through. He, I mean, you can read uh, the Gospels. Just go and read the Scriptures. Read the book of um, John, John 19, where Jesus was crucified. I mean, uh, in all of the Gospels, go and see what Jesus did for us on the cross. It's so powerful. It will it will change your life forever. Okay, so thank you for listening to this podcast. And I trust that you will see Jesus crucified. That's what I pray over you right now. Father, I pray for a revelation of Jesus on the cross. I pray that they will see the crown of thorns. I pray that they will see the nails in their hands, in your hand, Father. I pray for eyes to see and ears to hear, a revelation of the cross like never before. Father, I ask that all condemnation will leave right now. I ask for the revelation of your forgiveness, the revelation of your love. I pray that they will see the love that moved you to give your only Son um, so that we can become righteous and now be sons. Um, Father, so I pray for your love right now to touch every person listening to this. I pray for your spirit to come upon them with power in Jesus' name. I pray for healing in their bodies. Father, whoever uh, needs healing right now, Father, I pray for perfect health, perfect health in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that no sickness will come near them. Father, I want to speak right now a word of protection over every person listening, that no virus will come near them, no um, evil will come near them, but they will dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And because of that, no evil will befall them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening and have an amazing day. Bless you.